It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. What it is, Tyrus here. The wise men couldn't make it to the show this week. Aaron did something. So we're taking a look back on one of our classic episodes. So get your popcorn ready and enjoy the episode of Tyrus and the Wise Men. What it is, welcome to the Wise Men. Uh, and before we start, uh, just so everybody knows, um, I'm sure everybody knows by now, but uh, Trevor beat me at 74, so let's just get that out of the way. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a very hard-fought fight. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I had I a chance to lay your ass out for a month, but my damn kids were in the front row, and they looked at me, and I just <laughs> put the damn bell down, and then uh, you rung my bell, and uh, next thing I know, I'm shaking your f-ing hand, and uh, you're... Yes, <sighs> you know, bro. but it's a, yes. hey, hey, uh, no, he, was, he was the better man that night. Out. He was the better man that night. Um, and uh, he got Let the me. job done, and I didn't. And uh, no yep. respect, uh, all respect no, no, given. No, no, no. And uh, but yes. I, I will be back, we'll figure it out. But well, congratulations, uh, sold out you. crowd. Uh, yes, we, we did. Yep. We we sold that out, bro. We like, did. It was, it was, you know, uh, Nick, wherever you're at, uh, in your little hole crying. Looks like there were <laughs> looks like there were tickets in my book, after all. Um, so you know, not that I'm the guy that has to be that way, but I am that way. So you know, you run your mouth. Eventually, you know, most people would apologize. But again, it's not about that individual because not everybody can be a wise man. But um, you know, but it can was. I uh, say something? Oh, go can right I ahead, champ. Something? You can say whatever please, you want. Please, <laughs> I want on a serious note. I want to. To tell you thank you on how serious you took this whole thing You're as soon as well- you realized as soon as you went realized that you were going to wrestle me for the heavyweight title bro you went into another gear and worked your ass off and they're still continuing to work your ass off and for, for me that was a huge sign of respect um, not only for you to be ready but for you to be prepared for what's ahead and I appreciate that, man. So I want to let you know that, you know, thank you for, for bringing 100%. You definitely represented, and I hope you are proud of the work we did there because um, you should be. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, like I said, it ain't over. You ain't out of it yet. You know, I got, <laughs> right. No, I know. I know. <clears throat> but I know. Um, there was a lot of surprises that night. Uh, a Rye, Kevin, yes. made yes. his return yeah. to a wrestling Kevin locker room. Kyle. Yes, sir. And uh, and very grateful that, that, you know, you guys would have me there and I was honored. And, uh, you know, I saw that main event. I was about 30 feet from it. Right. The whole time. And, and it was good. It was it was, you know, a very aggressive. Are you all OK now, though? I mean, that, that's the question. Are you guys good. Have you all squashed it? I mean, other than, you know, a little bit of a bruised ego and feelings. But, you know, I okay. I, I, uh, I got my ass right back into the gym. Uh, I went right back yeah. to work, uh, you know, well, you were. I saw you a little bit of a shake. I know back. there was, yeah, there was. A, that's right. I remember. Yeah, that. doing push-ups on my back. Doing the push-ups, push-ups on my back. back. <laughs> let's, let's, I didn't forget that. I watched the match. I couldn't see yeah, that. Well, the time, if, if you would rather trade, like, if oh. you would, I would happily trade two bulldogs on your neck 
uh, for two Trevor, for the, push-ups. He did the same. Yeah, he did the same thing to you in the match that he was doing in the gym. I saw. Yeah. Uh, he, he he was was I, I couldn't miss enough. that part. Yeah. You know, he was and, uh, very proud of himself. Like he, like he took a second and he went, "Ha ha!" And then right. <laughs> three or four push-ups, looking at the camera and smiling the whole time. That's uh, when I think things went to control of the match at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was in control, and uh, like I said, it was it was physical, and uh, like, I, uh, you know, uh, everybody slept real good that night <laughs> as long as we didn't roll yes. over. And uh, Aaron, you, know you had an event, you had an eventful night. So much for retirement. Well, you know what? I've been um, kind of called to managing, but like one of the things I wanted, you know, and, and um, to comment on that because I did get to see a lot of that match live. Um, when the two of you guys were going at it, what was really cool to me was like the reactions of the fans in terms of like when you guys would, you know, club each other and you'd smack each other at like the fans reactions as to like, Ooh, ah, you know what I mean? They were really kind of like firsthand seeing like what, like the NWA style is, which is to just, again, massive individuals, top athletes, just smacking the crap out of each other. And, uh, it was really awesome to see the fans kind of appreciate that because that's not something they see in pro wrestling today. And I think with NWA, that's something that you're going to kind of, you know, see every time you go to an NWA show. That was my two cents. That's all. Yeah. I, I saw two guys that were, that were almost brothers, you know, fighting it out out there. Sometimes it's, it gets, of... it gets nastier yeah. when you have a relationship because, right. Uh, you know, and fortunately once it's, once it's over, uh, you know, you got to, and that's where the relationship, then you really know where the relationship was. And I will, I will give Trevor a lot of credit because he actually, even though he was extremely proud to, to retain his championship, he was the first one to console me in the back. So that, um, you know, because it was tough, uh, you know, my, uh, my children were there. My, my children's grandfather was there, uh, Haku. And, and, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, it was, a, it was a, it was a mentally, it was a, a tough loss. It was my first loss in the NWA. So, you know, not only did I not reach my goal, he also took away my O. So there's two things you can do when you get hit in the mouth is you can lay around and complain about it or you can just get back to work. And uh, like I said, I gave me one day. I gave myself one day to kind of mourn about it and uh, just kind of be, look back on it and, and uh, think about what I could do better. I did a lot of film studies, saw some mistakes I made. And then I just got back to the laboratory and started getting back to work. That's all you can do, you know, and um, and same Trevor needs he gets back to the laboratory because he can't if he's if he's just going to sit where he's at and be happy with that victory, uh, he won't be champion for very long. And that's not just not me. I mean, so you know the the standard has been set, and guys saw it. And you know, I mean, the thing about the NWA is literally you've got you've got Adonis, you've got Tom, you got Nick Aldis, you got EC three. You know, that's just to name a few. Aaron, whenever he decides that he's going to be a manager or wrestler. I'm a full-time you know, manager now. Then you got your, your your number one client, Rodney Mack. I mean, he's one he's yep. one move away from tapping you out. I mean, he's, he's Kratos. walking. Don't forget about yeah, Kratos. Kratos is back. I know Aaron's happy to hear that. Um, We're going to handle that, but you got the I'm Pope. a manager now, gentlemen. You know, and, and so, and then Odinson. Odinson has really stepped up in his singles career. Hell of a showing. So, I mean, you look at just just to name a few, everyone like the top 10 in the NWA is stacked and you could make an argument, you know, 
Uh, I would still argue that I'm still the number one contender, but you know, you can make an argument based off of Nick's performance, uh, Tom's performance, EC3 coming on and just laying waste. Uh, I mean, he smoked Mims. Mims, Mims was number one contender for the yeah. World Television Championship. Yeah, and and I'm, Mims doesn't yeah. take a backseat to anyone. I just don't think that he was ready for what EC3 had to have because EC3's head games are almost stronger than his yeah. ring game. Like he was in Mims's head uh, before Mims the match even started. Day. All day, yeah, he you was know. talking to him. You could see, you could see Mims, Mims trying to figure him out. Yeah, and, uh, and then, EC3's another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, yeah, so he plays that mental game. He's yeah, just his mental the game is strong. Right? And then and then you mess around, yeah, he's yeah. one of pound for pound, one of the strongest wrestlers in the sport, period. Uh training with him at Hard Knock South. Uh, he doesn't take a backseat to anyone in the gym. So uh that's this the the water is deep and uh, you know, Trevor's gonna have to deal with him coming from all sides, and I'm still the the reigning defending world television championship, so it's not like those guys aren't eyeballing me either. So uh, and then, of course, you got Sion, um, yep. you know, Jordan. I mean, we got so many different – we're just – it's a stacked – it's a stacked roster. Uh, well, and if if you remember, Sion's actually holding on to the original money in the bank. Um, yeah. The national title used to be – if you were national champion, you kind of got to step ahead of everybody as and get an opportunity. Yeah, he can cash it in at any time and, uh, yeah. you know – not that it was a consolation prize, but I was also informed that uh, my injunction that I was trying to get that taken off of the World Television Championship, uh, they informed me that, uh, I, you know, I, I have – it's the same thing with the World Television. So all the single titles, you can cash in for an opportunity. So, uh, you know, uh-huh. I, and I have, I have mixed feelings on that just because of the heritage of the World Television Championship. But it, it is what it is. But, you know uh, – conspicuous by his absence is ego, but I think, I feel like we need to talk about it. Like, uh, he was there, he showed up, uh, it was nice. The wise men were all together. Uh, we, yeah. were, we were supposed to take a group the wise photo. Men were together. Yep. And that's right. I remember, again, I remember ego came up and he actually gave me a hug. Yep. And, and no one, no one got here. a photo together. Like, well, none of us because, well, exactly. because we, we had, had the, issue with the heel yeah. cameraman, you know, the guy was a complete, yeah. uh, you know, he was yep. yelling at people. And, and although I believe I, I squashed that, but, so, <laughs> yeah. Do we talk about that? Yeah, why too? not? You know, hey, free country, brother. Uh, so, you know, uh, there was nothing. It was, it was no physical harm done no. or threats of any kind. Oh. You, I have several witnesses. Um, yes. But he interrupted a meal of food with friends, and you don't do that. So, you know. <laughs> we were mid-conversation. Yeah. Well, I, inter- <laughs> I'll say it. I'll, I'll put you over because you just because we all pop for it. We're sitting there having a meal at the end of the show, like you guys know, and where we're at our most relaxed moment. And Tyrus was in the middle of telling us a story, and we were all very interested in what was going on. And this said photographer decides to walk up to one of the gentlemen at the table and just immediately put his arm around him and take him completely out of the conversation and and just rudely interrupted what was going on. And Tyrus being a man of, 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 of don't, we don't play that shit. basically called this guy out in front of everybody. And he had a little bit of a snowflake attitude. Like what me? Why are, why are you upset with me? Not seeing the fact that his actions and what he was doing was completely rude. I corrected right. him like a petulant yes. child. Uh, probably the funnest <laughs> part was when I was like, nobody asked you to come over here. You don't interrupt my table. And, 
And he was like, I, 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 I don't understand why you don't like me. Um, you're, <laughs> you're, um, you're, uh, you're fine with me. And I said, I didn't ask you. Now leave. And he left the restaurant. And of course, when he left, it was your fault. Yeah. Because he didn't. You know what I mean? And that's the, the yeah, idea. And I, I, I honestly realizing. didn't care. I mean, he was there was two ways he was leaving. No. His way or my way. And uh, he chose his way. But you're not going to. He came over. He put his armor on uh, one of the guys Sal. who had a t- Sal who had a tough, <laughs> tough week. And um, yep. he put his arm around him and was basically with him and trying to like tell him he had heat or something and i just put a stop to it because again you do not interrupt a grown-ass man's table when you're having a meal of food with friends on the last night of a tv taping uh there was even beer it was beer um you know i owed trevor a beer so i said hey i didn't talk to you and because we were we had five days of tv so I, I didn't talk in the last day. I said, hey, I got that beer tonight. So uh, we we decided to break bread because I needed a few days not talking to him uh, for obvious reasons. And, uh, and um, this guy picked the wrong day to try to be the cool guy in the classroom. Uh, and <laughs> class was dismissed, you know. Uh, but, uh, class dismissed. Yep. I don't, I know. I just don't, I don't, you don't, you know, how someone walks over like they're so, like they're so cool and cocky and they're not going to mess with somebody. And I was like, First of all, you're the backup cameraman, number one. Um, so, you know, you're trying to act like you A-team and stuff, and he clearly he's not. So, But uh, enough, I digress from that. You know, and again, I apologize. I told you guys I try to be civilized now. I told myself it wasn't going to go there, but he, you know, he, but I it did. It was an but, emotional loop. You know In all I mean? seriousness, it was rude. And, like, it was. to me, I, like, I, I kind of, like, I'm fascinated by just humans right like and and how what they think is acceptable behavior and i think generationally now you're seeing a lot of like basic etiquette go out the window yeah and it's um it's like it's very prevalent when you're in a store uh and there's a younger person and and this isn't all young people but it's it's a more than it used to be to where there is just a complete disregard for basic like etiquette and just hello how are you excuse or me excuse you know, me yeah excuse me world. yes excuse right. me gentlemen yeah. you mind if i have a word with sal real quick no it was yeah yeah i'm over i'm so That's cool um I'm, I'm and he had a little audience watching him i wonder what they said to him after that well they were all staring back at our table like we were the bad guys I, I well none of them looked back at me when i looked they all got busy <laughs> One guy, one guy started That's fixing right. the table. Like this table's we. Oh, look at this leg. We got to get a piece of carbon right. underneath there. You know. But I'm a nice oh, guy. The, the waiters loved me. The staff <laughs> loved us. Yes, yeah. yes, they did. They well, they, they waited on you. us hand and foot. Because and why, Trevor? What did, what did I do? Well, what did I do? What did I do? He did throw down a. He went up to the waiter. He's like, listen, man. If you take care of this table and take care of all of us, at the end of the night, there's a two hundred dollar tip waiting for you. There you go. And, and you would have watched, dude. It was like a, like a dog with his ears perked up. He's like, bing. He's like, he, because oh, yes, he had been sir, getting, sh- he'd been getting yeah. tips all night. You yes. know, everyone's a superstar in there, and they want superstar service, and uh, and the restaurant. But they treat the the help like like. Sh-. Let's just be real. Yep. And I always yep. find I don't I over tip not because I'm like braggadocious because I'm gonna come back, and when yep. I come back, that waiter's gonna see me, that staff's gonna see me, and be like, you know what. We'll find a table for him, you know, and, and, and they sure didn't, enough, they did because, the we, yeah, because we were in this little tiny booth 
And I looked at it, and you saw the look on my face, like, oh, this won't do at all. And the waiter came by, and I said, hey, can you put those two tables together? He goes, for you, I'll put this entire restaurant together. That is because of we tip and respectful. And there's something. Respect. Uh, there's Respect something yeah. right there. There's Riley. something cool about that that the rest of a lot of people have just forgot. We'll be back with much more after this. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Well, and they feel almost as if they're, like, above being respectful to people. And I'm, and this is how I teach my children. I'm raising two young men in my house. And I teach them to give respect initially. You give respect right off the top. And if someone doesn't return that respect, then you act accordingly and you treat them accordingly. Yes, but as I so illustrated. <laughs> yep. so, so you, if you start out the gate with respect, you're going to get, in my opinion, you're going to get more apt. Yeah. Gonna, people are going to be more apt to want to do things for you, talk to you, be nice to you, look out for you. Um, whereas compared to when you're an ass think you're above people it just creates that negativity of like you know i don't want to do shit for you yeah yeah well it's interesting though because if you look at you know trevor your children and then tyrus's children right they are all respectful polite and a pleasure to be around you know what i mean it's, like you're not you're not going like oh no because like there are people in my family that are like that and i haven't been home in three years because of it but like the way you guys teach your children and again this is just basic kind of like 101 upbringing. And uh, I, I just think that's what's missing because the contrast is so apparent because when you're around children that are raised right, like both of yours are, and then other children, like there's just such a wide gap. And it, uh, to me, who has really not a lot of patience, um, I, it's, again, it's like the difference between night and day. So you guys are uh, wonderful parents. And I well, just spent a week at Trevor's house, by the way. What I like, what basically is, is I always treat my children just like I treat myself. Act like you've been there before. Very simple. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Yep. Act like you've been there before. Uh, and you act a fool, I'm going to whoop that ass. Now, I haven't had to <laughs> because the fear, and this is Lord Stephen Regal, uh, who is, his wrestling career is Hall of Fame, but I always thought his psychology as a parent was uh, phenomenal. He always told me, and this is before uh, I even had children, it was the fear of the spanking that was more powerful than the actual spanking. And uh, he never spanked his children, but the fear of him spanking him of them was enough for them to to fall in line. And now personalities is everything. And, and again, uh, my son, uh, all I have to do is look at him and be like, I'm disappointed. He'll fall apart. And I think Trevor's uh, boys are kind of like that too, where he goes, hey. Yeah. You know, you know, you'd have messed up, right? Now, my daughters are like that. The only one who kind of challenges a little bit is Georgie because of Georgie. Her, her super <laughs> smart assery. But when I give her the look, oh. she she falls in line. So I haven't I, – I, I think maybe in diapers, a pop on the butt is the only thing I think I've ever had to do. But um, I'm very, uh, very consistent with – in public acting a certain way and, and at home as so it transitions over and my kids are they're they they have fun. They do everything else. They get, you know, they, sometimes you got to tell them to cool, calm down. Like um, 
My da- my daughter was stomping a mud hole dry into Haku in the ring. Uh, <laughs> yes, took a swing at Billy Corgan. Asked anybody else if they wanted some. Uh, the answer was an astounding no. Uh, she put uh, genocide in the ankle lock in the middle of the ring. So she was just having a blast. My son, for whatever reason, is five eight, but all he wants to do is come off the top rope on his poor sweet grandfather. So I mean, they have fun. They're rambunctious, just like everybody else. Just that when and when they hit that enough button. You know, it's like, hey, that's it. But also, we it's also how you act, too, in public. You know, Trevor doesn't act a fool in public. You don't see him, like, yes. you know, whenever you see him in public, he acts a certain way, and you practice what you preach. Now, if you're an idiot uh, in public or always on your phone and completely oblivious to what's going on, your children are going to do things for attention. But, uh, and I, I'm just, I think yep. I'm speaking for us both here, but our kids get it, our kids are our focus when we're with them. So they don't 100%. need the attention and we could easily get caught up. You no, know, I could get caught up in the, what is the Tyrus phenom or whatever the hell you want to call it. But, uh, when I'm with my kids, I'm dad, you know, and that's yep. it. Uh, the hell with the fame because that comes and goes, but your kids don't. Well, and our goal yep. is to try to give them, this is all about giving them the life and the parents that we wish we had when we were younger. You know what I mean? And that fame, we know that's going to go away, but our children are ultimately our legacy. Those are, those are the people that are going to carry on our 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 ideas, who we are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me and A. Ry are screwed. Then <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a lot of it has to do with cell phones, right? Too, and and COVID, and nobody's even shaking each other's hands anymore. I mean, we went we went through two years of of you know being afraid to shake each other's hands. And, I got to be honest, to that, yeah, that space is over. I kind of right? like the not shaking that. hands thing. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest. Yeah. I like yeah. the head nod. You know, or the right. or the fist pump because yeah. you, no one's getting colds because we're not shaking hands. Well, yeah, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a. And sometimes I don't. Some mother, I just don't want to shake the damn hand, especially like <laughs> the sweaty palm dudes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Like you know, they just wipe well, their face or something or scratch themselves. and They want to shake hand. Man, I don't want to shake your damn hand. You know, or like, they got that pig pen, that pig pen yeah. look about them. You know, the yeah. smell hits you as they walk yeah. up. You're like, oh goddamn! Like, yes, yeah, son, you didn't put deodorant on today. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Nuts, bro, nuts. Yeah, man. We're peace out. Well, and I also hate like the people that because in wrestling, for those of uh, the the listeners that are not familiar, there's this weird tradition in wrestling when you see you go into a locker room, you shake right. everybody's hand and say hi. Right. Yep. Some people take it too and far, it, right? And it's everybody's hand. It's not just like go in there and get comfortable. It's you make your way around and shake every single person's hand. Yes. Now, the issue is if a kind of like a a more established wrestler has been there and are in a conversation with another established wrestler. Right. If you walk by, there's that awkward. Do I interrupt their conversation to shake hands? And it's just stupid. Right. It's a very awkward space for sure. My thing is. I can say hi, but we don't. And this was pre-COVID. Um, we don't right. need to go out of your way and shake hands and walk across the room. There's just no need, right? And then you get the people that want to pull you in, squeeze your hand a little bit harder than normal, and get a little too close <laughs> and, like, look you in the eye. Brother, how are you doing today? It's good to see you. And then, like, man, I didn't need to know what you had for lunch, you know? Right. It was, like, I, I, I'm, I'm fed up. Well, then there's also the, like, am I, I don't mean to interrupt you because a lot of guys, they're going over things there and heated conversations, you know, they're, they're big stars. And then, right. You're taught to walk in there and it's like, you almost don't want to interrupt them, but you also don't want to get heat on the other side too, by not shaking their hand. 
Well, yes, luckily, the, the NWA locker room, if someone came up to me and said, hey, I just saw Kevin Kiley and uh, he didn't shake the boys' hands when he came in, I would tell that person to take two steps back and go f- themselves like we don't yes, we, that's not our locker room brother you know we don't we don't negotiate yeah. with terrorists so that's yeah. that, that's just not going down bro yeah. well and we're all grown-ass adults yeah man, man. Like, hey like, a simple hello okay, is fine make it over right you well, know and he, you're catching him in passing you know you what know? i mean like this isn't or worse Jesus that little Christ. they try to rub you with the finger to let you know they're a worker i i'm i'll find out in the <laughs> ring brother i'll find out in the oh, ring dog yes. yeah you know the little light handshake i'm like hey oh, man you so know, horrible. yeah so and, horrible and here's the cold part 90% of the time they're not <laughs> they're stiff as hell no. like where was that damn handshake when you just punched me not you know <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying like so yep uh, our locker room yeah, is li- is a live and let live locker room and uh we all respect each other, and we rally behind each other, and and I think that's one of the coolest things uh, about the locker room. Uh, unfortunately for Kevin, he had to come in when dear sweet uh, Adonis is talking about the horror stories. Like, oh man, I love Kevin, man, I remember all this bad stuff, and I was sitting there going, seriously, yep. yeah. he just got here. He just yeah. got here. You want to uh, yep. you want to talk about his dog dying too in his third grade? I mean, want to relive my entire professional wrestling career, professional wrestling career in thirty seconds? I'm yeah, like, oh, that's a lot of him. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I, I didn't know you were here." <laughs> it's like, why don't <laughs> you get you up really and just did. kick? Why don't you just kick him in the nuts too while you're at it, bro? Like, <laughs> let him know his girls having an affair with at least three men to your knowledge. Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's into that. Sorry. No, I mean, but but Adonis doesn't know any better. Like he's just, he's our dear sweet Adonis. You know, he's just he's a genuine cat. Yeah, he is just salt to the earth. And he was, I think, he was just one to make sure you're okay. And I said he's he's fine. But uh, next time, try hello. Just putting it out there. Just (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin. Yeah. Hi. Hey, long time no see. (laughs) Yeah. So we need to just designate G's as like the locker room enforcer, in my opinion. He was the MVP of the pay of the whole week. I think, in my opinion, I think, I think he was, Uh, although I don't have to tell Aaron that, do I? (laughs) Whoop your ass. Um, Yeah. I believe the thing is run up, get done up. Tyrus. Yeah. You got, you got, he put a bow on it. Well, yeah, um, yo ass woke yeah, up in a Bugatti. Easy <laughs> smack the ever loving piss out of me. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm just gonna own it. To your to and your credit, manager, to, to your credit, I don't think you expected it. I don't think you thought he could hit you that high. I had well, to put my hands on my hips. Just yeah, to get I my saw balance. that. I saw that. That was uh, unfortunately. Uh, he's got a little. He's got a little background for for you know big slaps. So. Uh, I oh, swear yeah. I've seen that same thing yeah. somewhere yeah. on YouTube yeah, between him and a guy named uh, no, Oh, what, what? Did I yeah. say that out loud? Yeah, right. Uh, but he's not afraid. <laughs> he's not afraid to throw the slap. Uh, but then again, neither is Trevor. So just putting that out there, Trevor's not afraid to <laughs> oh. ring your ear bell with a slap either. So uh, hey, man, you know he does a moment. Man, I'm just on, different. Where, where I'm from, you slap me, somebody got to go. So, you know, it was fat in France. It was if you slap the guy, next thing you know, you're back to back with pistols. So, well, well, you got him on the body slam too. Oh, I'm saying when he slapped me, yeah, oh, he got yeah. thrown around a little oh, bit. He yeah, got oh, I was like, oh, well, this is what we're doing. Okay, well, and, and, 
and we forget that you snatched up my son. Oh, who, who <laughs> scared the piss out of him, and I didn't even get a chance to see it. I caught it in videos. Yeah, I, I snatched because he went to say something sideways to me. Uh, I don't think, and I snatched him up. The only problem was while the entire audience was terrorized, your son is smiling <laughs> like. Yeah, he knows I'm not going to do anything to him, and he was no, just it's like defense mechanism. Yeah, he He's just a went smart ass. The best part was I got your youngest son to look up from his game, so that probably well, was the biggest right, right, moment. Right. Was that the other his youngest just looked up like swing away, dog, swing away, and went right back photo, to this game. There's a photo of you holding Trevor Paul, my wife staring at you, kind of selling it. You know what I mean? She's a little freaked out, and then Cade just got his head buried in the tablet, yeah, oblivious to what's going on. And, and I do, I do remember him looking up at you, going, "Ah, eh, well, well I'm sorry, Bob. You got to do what you got to do. I'm, I'm number one. That's little <laughs> right. brothers, though. They, they, they never run to the defense of the older brother. Uh, no, no. Oh uh, no! In fact, I saw something um, a couple days ago, quite the contrary, where Cade. Has a heel switch. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, uh, Trevor little, was, um, yeah, tell the little, story, please. I play a little rough with my older boy, as as I'm sure you do with Siosi. Siosi's um, heavy handed. I try to avoid it. Yes. Well, you, you're going to steal, though. You ain't going to be able to get away from it. No. So, um, with, with Trevor Paul, he's quick. I will frog him sometimes in the leg, you know, pop him in the, yep. in the thigh where, well, he was being mean to his little brother, and I come in, and little brother stooged him out. He's like, Dad, he's being mean to me. And I was like, you know, I played into it, and I went over there, and I just wrapped out a couple punches on his thigh, frogged him in the leg. Wah, 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 wah. Well, I go to turn around, and Cade decides, like, this is his opportunity. He goes right up to his brother's face and just whack, 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 just Literally. starts punching him, as hard, punching him right in his face as hard as he could. It looked like Rock'em Sock'em Robots because he had both hands, and he just, like, the second Trevor backed out, Cade just ran in there and with both hands was hitting his brother <laughs> as hard as he could as many times as he could. It has to be pulled here's, off. Here's my chance. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> And my son, God love him, like he didn't get hot. He's like, holy sh where did that come from? It was amazing. Oh, man. You know, we keep trying to talk about Ego. I guess Ego's no showing us today. But he, well, maybe he did, he did debut. He, he did debut at AEW. Yes. So I feel like, yeah, you know, and then, you know, AEW's, uh, I think, uh, and again, uh, I Chris Jericho, I think, is uh, – you always talk about guys passing the torch, but uh, no one's taking the torch from Jericho uh, anytime oh. soon. But I, if I if I was going to say there was one guy over there that could take the torch from Jericho, it's Moxie. I think uh, uh, Moxie is uh, next level, and um, to see <laughs> to see Ego Rob debuting, roughing up with Moxie in the back, I was like, "Well, hot damn, good for you, kid." So yeah. you know he shows up He's in our with locker room. He's in there with the top guy, and uh, you know you could honestly, you ego look bigger, you know. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. no, enough taking away from Moxie because Moxie's tough as nails. I've been in the ring with him, but I was uh, very happy for him. I'm glad, you know, uh, Kevin. Uh, I was glad to see Kevin kind of come back, getting starting his getting his feet wet again. He's training in uh, Florida, that's why he's not in studio with me right now, which I think is phenomenal. And then same thing with ego. I think the the best cure. For a bad wrestling experience in your career or a firing or whatever is to get back in the ring. I, I really believe that's yeah. the only way you kind of exercise those demons. 
and, yeah. and I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, it would have been if I didn't go back to the NWA, my last televised match would be me taking a knee and saying, I'm not going to do the impact taping. So that's, <laughs> I remember that. that's how uh, I didn't creatively, I, I did not like what, you know, they wanted me to do some, you know, and writers, writers or whatever the hell, but it was like uh, new regime comes in. Uh, I was number one contender at the time. New regime comes in. They want me to uh, put me with some somebody else and like take him to a nightclub and teach him how to be cool. And I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, not interested. So I was like, I'm out. So uh, and I was able because I was at a point in my career where I could make those choices. You know, I wasn't going to, as like Trevor likes to always mention, I was still going to be able to feed my family if I didn't go <laughs> to impact. So I decided that it wasn't creatively. It wasn't what I wanted to do. And so it was you know, time for me to move on from impact. You always want to have a better way of leaving. But that's just I was I was pretty strong in my convictions at that point. And the last thing I wanted to do was uh, be in a club. So my bouncing days were behind me and I was not about to relive them uh, with impact. So that was it. That would have probably been it. I mean, uh, I could have done some indie stuff or whatever, but you know, I was just content with what was going on in my career and stuff. So when uh, the NWA opportunity came around, I had to like, do I really want the last time I was in a ring um, or last time I was affiliated with a wrestling company would be not, you know, ending it on a sour note. And I thought, if I get back in the ring and I still feel the same, then it will be my last taping. It will be my last show. Uh, and I you think were, that's a good – How many shows were you supposed to come in for? Uh, you know what? They had me there for originally. the for – Originally, I think it was just a – I think it was just a, a taping and just see how it goes. Uh, there was no promises. It was just, you know, they, they threw me in the fire – wrestling Kratos my first match uh, oh my goodness so you know but uh, but uh first shot from him woke my ass up real quick and uh I liked it as much as it, it as it stung because Kratos is one of the strongest uh guys in the <laughs> ring although people you know he probably people say the same about me but it's not often when you, you snatched hit, me up pretty quick yes uh he when he when he hit me uh I was like oh okay game on but it was after that. And again, I physically didn't know where I was at. Pandemic wasn't getting a lot of training in. Uh, I think we're all fat. E even Aaron was fat, but I was already fat before First that. My life. Uh, I was already yeah. fat before that. So I guess you could say I was extra fat. And But the strange thing is, like, I've never really lost my pace. I don't know if that was just from training under Bill DeMont for so long. Like, I've always been able to kind of, like, not blow up. You know, because I was able to to grab to pace myself uh, in a, not in a slow way, but I didn't feel great uh, after the first taping. I was glad to get back in it, but by no means was I anywhere close to where I was before the pandemic. And I, I said, man, if I'm going to get back, I got to get uh, I really got to get back into the basics and get back to training and eating right, etc. So my goal was, and this is the deal I made with myself: every TV taping, I have to be down 20 pounds. If I'm not, I'm retiring. So that's what I put on myself. I didn't talk about it, but and I would go in, and it was like I came back. I was twenty five pounds down. Then I was the next taping. I was another twenty pounds down, you know. And then I came into this taping. I was feeling so great. I said, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to change my singlet. I'm going to have a. I'm going to cut my singlet like uh, Nikita Koloff's and Ken Patera's. So if I'm not in shape, I'm going to look horrible, and then I'm going to retire. So I keep raising the bar 
to push myself to where I feel like I'm not taking up space. Because if you have a name in this industry, you can take up space. They'll book you because you'll have a name. People will come to see you for about eight seconds, but they're already paid their ticket. And once the, oh, there he is. And then when the bell rings, it's like, oh, man, this this is unwatchable. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, to see a a big guy laying on the ground on the mat for 20 minutes, nobody wants to see that. And it's not fair to the young guys coming up that they got to lose their spot or maybe not arise to a spot if if you're not uh, doing holding your end of the bargain. So and, um, you know, you keep raising that bar. And that that has been my plan. I I, kind of see the same thing with Kevin. I see the same thing um, with Darty or. Ego, Robert, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Trevor, you know, you had the uh, same thing with you. Aaron, same thing with you. When you guys mm-hmm. kind of looked at that point where, you know what, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. And Aaron, we've talked about a lot, you know, because you, your acting career is starting to take off. Uh, your writing career is starting to grow. What was it that, was it just getting back in the ring that made you guys be like, hey, I need, I still got some, I still got some unfinished business? For me, it was um, like, again, I had had the opportunity to go and uh, like, all right, I'll, I'll check NWA out. Love the studio, love the old school vibe. And I, I was realistically able to get by and people were like, oh, you haven't missed a beat. You haven't missed a beat. And although that may have been true, I think like physically, like I, I can get through a match, not make it look fake. And, you know, you know, you know how it is. But it wasn't until I was wrestling Trevor um, and it was the first or second tapings. And when you're in there with a pro, with someone that you don't have to think for, if that makes sense, when you can just kind of go and, and just go do this, um, something happens in your brain. And, and I think I even said this to you, Trevor, we're like, that's the first time I felt like, oh yeah, this is like, this is what I'm trained to do. This is where I belong. And that oh. was just being in there with a pro and being able to do it, you know, in front of a live crowd. So that, that for me was the um, kind of like the, the shining moment of like, yeah, I need to do this. Um, yeah. For me, I was just supposed to come in for the one, the one taping like you Tyrus. And I was coming in to do a favor just to try to help get this thing started. And it was that first match and the people going nuts and popping and, you know, coming and go, you know, going up, going down the way, you know, like, 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 like a maestro, you know what I mean? And, um, it, it reminded me that I still, you know, still loved doing this and I still had a lot left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's con- it's a contact sport. You know, I mean, I, I, pl- I played contact sports my entire life. When I stepped away from it, and I went from football into wrestling for 10, 12 years, I noticed when I stepped away from it, life kind of slowed down, right? I didn't like that. I missed it. You know, it's very therapeutic, right, to be in there and, and, and the contact and, and the athleticism and the sweating and moving, you know what I mean? And, I, I, you know, truth be told, I've been out of it for a while now, about five years, five and a half years. So I was trying to, you know, I need to get myself back in shape, which which I'm doing, right? But I don't want to nobody. I don't want to go out there, you know, say anybody myself, you know. Right. So you got to respect the business, get get myself in shape, and get back out there. But yeah, 100. percent I mean, when there's when when that part of you is removed, it, life slows down a lot, you know. And you miss the adrenaline. I miss the adrenaline. Everything. Well, and so, I think of another yeah. thing too is missing the boys. Absolutely, like, yeah, the, camaraderie. The, the locker room that we have and hanging out and sitting there and just talking about life and sharing yeah. what's going on with us and making fun of whoever we need to make fun of and busting balls. And like I, that was a huge part of wrestling yeah. for me. Like that was 
that was half of why I, I love wrestling. Right. And you go into an NWA locker room at the very beginning, you automatically put up your guard because that's what you have to do in every locker room you're in. But you realize you're sitting next to brothers that are, have the same mentality as you, that have the same goals as you, that want the same yeah. positive things as you. And you're like, all right, like, all right, now I've got. And every one of us back. has been the guy and the right. other guy and the fired guy, you know, you, the uh, the worst is the other yeah. guy. When you're the when you're the guy, when you walk into catering, everyone goes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you sit down, no, everyone suddenly has things. to go over their match. You know uh, yeah. that that they guy. Were both you just one was the worst version. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> but realistically, right? It's interesting because it is one of those things, and, and I know other people have said like, oh, it's like everyone that comes from you know, that place and by that place we're referring to the WWE. It's like, there's this degree of PTSD and I don't get it and this and that, but it's like, until you've been in that system and you've been on the road for 20 days, you know, overseas tours and you have to fly back and do TV and then you go home and you have a day and a half to get your together and fly back out again. Like there is no replicating it. And then yes, like there is a certain kind of bond with people who have just simply been in that environment. Now on the flip side, what I kind of noticed too, um, and people were making comments like our section of the locker room, everyone's welcome to come and sit with us. That's what's really cool about it is that like, yeah, we want if we can help. Other words, I, I guess that's what I'm I'm looking for. If we can help someone, we're all open to it and to like, however we can, lending advice and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's just the only different is is like you know um, we're also don't. Bull- guys i think that sometimes is the worst disservice you can do is if a guy comes up to you and goes how was my match and you say oh it was good and one you didn't watch it or two it wasn't there was a lot of holes in it but you just didn't feel like it so the worst thing you can do is tell a guy he was good and because then he doesn't think oh well i'm good then you know and then sometimes you don't because we all get caught up and we're just regular guys and stuff. But, you know, to certain people, uh, you know, someone like Aaron uh, or, or Trevor or A-Rod, you guys have been to the top of the mountain. So when they see you and you you take an interest in them, they're, it's like that's like a big deal. It would be the same thing for us if, you know, if Mr. Wonderful walked over and said, hey, I liked your match, kid. And, but there's a couple things here uh, you need to tighten up. We would be ecstatic, you know. So yeah. sometimes yeah. I think uh, – because, you know, because there's also the guys who – then the other thing is, the other side of it is, is there's guys who, like, because they're around you all the time, all of a sudden they think they're on that level, you know, and then you'll see, like, yes. uh, they'll be working a vet, and a vet's trying to help them, and they'll use catchphrases like, well, everyone else was fine with it. So I'm uh, – uh, so, uh, yeah, right. so when I when all I hear that – reacted the same. Oh, I, yeah. I, I just – immediately in my brain, there was a little – there's a little box called – that guy uh and he gets uh hey did you see my match good match you know because it's a waste of time you know and so we don't we don't waste our time uh with know-it-alls and stuff and again you got to earn that but you know when a when a young guy especially comes up to you and asks you uh and you, it's just and but you also remind him it's just my opinion you know i don't know it all but this is what if i was i would try this doesn't work then do it your way and i think i think it's in but you know because there's also guys who get to a certain level and then all of a sudden you ask them a question and they're holier than thou like they've never had a bad match in their life or like every match they had has been you know like jesus is in the stand going no need to bless this because this is just it you know none of us 
every match you watch, you'll find something you could have done better. And when you haven't, then you shouldn't wrestle anymore because you, yep. you, there's nothing left to prove. If you have the perfect match, I guarantee you, if you got Bret Hart and he watched, and Bret Hart was probably technically the most accomplished wrestler, he would still find things. Like you get him and Henning in a match, and everyone else would be like, wow, that was Mozart out there. He would, I guarantee you, he would point things out he could have done better. Uh, and that's the type of pro you want to be. You don't want to be a veteran or top guy, whatever the hell you want to call it. You don't want to be the guy who's like everything, like you, you just piss excellence, you know, every morning when you wake up. So, uh, and I, I don't think we have anyone like that in a locker room, honestly, even, <coughs> well, yeah, uh, well, well, we, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, yeah, Aaron. Right. Oh, hey, just in time to almost say goodbye, ladies Sorry. and gentlemen, Rob Ego is with us. Big star! Hey! Yep, he... Wait, wait a minute. Uh, uh, well, number one, I want to apologize. I just went back to work teaching. I just want to know one thing. What happened in NWA 74, Trevor? We already discussed it. Uh, Trevor, oh, yeah. I, I beat Tyrus. Yeah. I'm just yes. throwing that out there. I beat but uh, what, what we want to know oh, is what no. happened at AEW, man. Congratulations. Uh, yes, what sir. a cool oh, yes, sight. Yes. What a cool sight it was to seeing you and Moxie warming up with uh, Steven Regal standing there. Uh, you know, you're in there warming up with what, in my opinion, uh, the top guy at AEW. Uh, and that was that was pretty cool, man. Uh, you know, it was it was really cool to see that. So um, congratulations. Got that. And, Got that um, pay-per-view payday, baby. Yeah, you did. And <laughs> all I want to know, all I want to know is did you cause the fight? Because everyone knows you're an instigator. So did you did you have anything to do with it? Because you're an instigator. I, I, I'm just letting you know I saw nothing. Yeah, but I'll so tell you about it later. You start. You. <laughs> I, I, he started it. You see how he, as soon as he came on the show, the first thing he did was try to start oh, stuff. So yeah, oh, yeah. So say. yeah, no. Um, but uh, you know, I don't. It's it's their locker room. They'll figure it out. Uh, I really don't care discussing it. But I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't. Uh, one of our buddies, one of the wise men that quite possibly brought down the locker room, <laughs> which I wouldn't be shocked at all. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, though. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I'm low key. I'm low key. I, I, yeah, I like always. laughing about the drama. I don't. I don't start the drama. I yeah. like laughing about it. Yeah. Was he, this our right. DX tank moment where we pulled up and yeah. uh, he just yeah, wise men just showing up? Well, here <laughs> the good news is, is, right. is hey, just so you know. You have no heat from Trevor because you got to feed your family. <laughs> you got to feed your family, bro. Got to take care of the crew. You and I was like, he do, has bro. a good job with insurance, so I think, I think. Oh, and yeah, hey, congratulations! You got a three-year-old. He also had. It's been a big week for Ego. Uh, oh yeah. Your little girl turned three, so the yeah, fun oh, begins now. Oh, cool! Happy birthday! Yeah, she turned three. She's still mean. She's like the meanest little girl in the world, and I love it. I love every part of her meanness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we got a big party this weekend. It's going to be good. It's a good week. It's a good week for the ego. So, uh, how's Mox? Uh, so he's doing good, man. He was supposed to be on vacation six weeks. We were going to go fishing. Now he's back to work. He's not too happy about it, but, but he's at his best when he's not happy about it. He, uh, that's the one thing that that? that's one of the things that Mox and I have in common is we're really good when we're miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always, wow. I always, I, his miserable game is strong. I always like that about him. Um, you know, uh, his book did very well. So he had a lot of good things going on. Uh, he was, 
Uh, he was giving me a run for my money in the number one wrestling. I mean, he, he, you know, he did the best he could, but he was solid too. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, but That's no, but, man right there. Yeah, but I, I like the fact seeing a guy who stepped out of the, and honestly, Mox could have stayed at WWE as long as he wanted to. Yeah. And I thought it was cool how he went, uh, he, he took a risk, he went with AEW, and, and I don't even think he was probably the plan, you know, but uh, he just outworked everybody. And, I, again, I still think uh, the match of the year over there is him and Jericho. I, I could watch that over and over again And uh, when I talk to Jericho. So the next time you tell Moxie, uh, you see Moxie, please uh, give him my best and, and thank him for the Jericho match. It was, it was fun to watch, we, too. Uh, we, that, that weekend we actually talked about you. I said uh, he told me that you guys used to ride together for a while, yep. and it was a uh, it was a thing. No, like seeing him in his element working, it's uh, it, it's a different beast. The way his mind works, uh, I enjoyed his match at the pay per view, but uh, but yeah, he's pissed off and he's back at work, and he cut a hell of a promo on uh, Wednesday, and uh, we'll see where it goes. You know what I mean? It just. Uh, a lot of negatives into positives over there. I feel. So yeah, and that's like I said, that's their business. We we don't that's sure. none of ours. We don't care. But uh, we just as long as yeah. everyone's okay. But uh, so just so you know, Moxie and I had a hardcore Halloween match at FCW. Oh yeah. So he went for what he thought were tax, but uh, I replaced them with candy corn. So <laughs> I love that he spread, he goes to drop the tax. Cause anyone who knows Moxie, you can't have hardcore without yeah. Moxie and there's candy corn in, everywhere. And he sees it and he pops for a second, but he tries to lay me out and you know, blah, blah, blah. He ended up, he ended up taking a backdrop on candy corn and apparently the, <laughs> it hurts just as much as tax. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah. so uh it's halloween yeah. of course yeah it was a halloween halloween hardcore match uh but you know uh dude buster or uh in, in uh aw the best friends uh he he yeah. came out as an old lady and he legit took the entire match time to get in the ring and as a walker and he hits in the ring and gets hit and the, the finish then that was the finish. But yeah, no, Mox is one of the, one of the fun guys. I liked working him. I, I liked his mindset. He's got a great mind uh, for the business and he's, he's just, it doesn't matter if he's the top guy or the bottom guy, his mentality is the same. He's just going to work his ass off uh, and it's infectious. And I can see yeah. why uh, he can be a, a threat to a lot of guys who get comfortable because Mox is never comfortable. He literally, he, he smokes punk in, in less than five minutes, wins the, you know, he's the undisputed champion and he's still pissed throwing chairs. And I'm like, that's Mox. That's him. That's him in a nutshell. So, yeah. um, and again, I just think it's, it's just good for business. You know, we got, uh, Trevor is a, is a, you got the pure wrestler. Then you have Mox who's technically there, but emotionally he'll go there. You know, uh, Roman is just settled in. Uh, he's just owning the WWE. So you get a lot of choices. Um, uh, you know, Cesaro, uh, with, or Claudio with, uh, the ROH heavyweight championship. So you just get a lot of, a lot of choices right now in wrestling. And I think that's cool, man. And I'm, I'm happy for everybody. It is. Well, that's how it should be. Like, remember, there used to be a time where if you didn't like what was going, you could watch another, wait for another match. And yeah. You had something you could enjoy. Uh, whereas for a long time, as wrestling fans, we were handed basically the same cookie cutter situations to the point where they were ran, they were running the same 
angles with different people and we got we lost interest now it's there's a, a variety yeah and I think the golden era right now it, yes it, it's the golden era of wrestling a little bit because there's so much content yeah. out there for a fan to enjoy and if you don't like this then somebody's got something you do like. Yeah, you know, let's you know, not, you know, in uh, a really Heath, special time. It's Heath really is over there in Impact, and Impact's making noise. I mean, there's there's a lot uh, there's a lot going on. It's a great time to be a wrestler, and I think um, times dictate. You know, the one thing about wrestling is we're always there. We don't have an off season, yep. so yep. Uh, you know, you want you need to get a break from reality. You know, every week, uh, you know, we're going to be there, or at least some form of us or another. So I think that. In itself is uh, is pretty cool, but um, again, ego. Congratulations! Uh, I hope yeah, they, I hope they realize what they got and they and they do big things for you because again, you could have a street fight with Moxie and then you could go fly with any luchador in the building. So uh, you're definitely. I wrestled. Uh, I wrestled that weekend. I wrestled private party, so it was me with two like uh, fast paced flip kids. You know what I mean? It was yep. fun. It was like. Uh, it was a good little weekend for me, a good payday. Got to hang out with my friends. Uh, got to see Regal again, which was great. And uh, it, it's one of those things, man, I'm 40 years old. And it, at, the, at, at this point in my life, when I go, I have an I don't care attitude, but I'm still going to give you everything I got and have a great time doing it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's usually and, and still when you learn. do your best work. Yeah. yeah. And you're not so, like, timid and scared and afraid yeah. to – to do whatever so it was a good weekend for me and uh looking for more man just just having a good time you know what yeah, I mean? we, we gotta get today. your ass over the nwa at some point we do yes trevor i'm gonna come whoop that ass and take come on big dog from you come, well, oh you get the f- out of here come on <laughs> yeah oh, you, would you expect him to say congratulations trevor he's the biggest <laughs> he's the biggest he's the biggest <laughs> disturber in the history of the game i know I'm so, telling you, he threw the chair. He threw the chair. Oh no! <laughs> well, tires threw a table. So hey, he he yes. said my you magic word. I did because he oh, said yes. he said unprepared, but he didn't. You, you know, didn't Trevor. Trevor is a lot of things. Okay, he's a oh, lot of things. He's a lot of great Christ. things. But the one oh. thing I would say is that he is not what you would say. Uh, a distinguished speaker. His victory speech Off the cuff. Yeah, seemed a little seemed a little bit inflammatory, and I heard you weren't prepared, and I flipped uh, that damn table over and said, kiss my ass and walked out. The good news is it scared the entire staff, so I popped yeah. for that. That was real. Yeah. I was 30 feet from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot like, of people got scared, guys. you know? And, yeah. uh, and, and you yeah. noticed when, when you That's did it. Check like, if y'all are good today. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, we're good. Oh, they don't were, think I didn't like, sidebar him that night at dinner. I said, hey, man. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, was like, I don't yeah. want to bring up old, but did you happen to call me a bitch when I was leaving? And he was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I thought I heard it. I thought maybe, you know, but he, he quickly, he quickly, because again, that's not one of those things where someone's got to go. You know, uh, yeah, I, you know, I owned it. I owned, he owned it. it. You know, he, he said I misunderstood. The, and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Tim Storm I mean, it came uh, off complimentary. Right. It did. A right. A right. A right. I understand your communication manager. Uh, no, major. Was, but I actually agree with get the it. F- 
out of here. There's no nice way to call another man a bitch. No, no, no. Even like, oh, you son of a bitch. No. 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 And if you said my dog, that means I that means I pee sitting down because what? I'm a bitch. No. Doesn't work that way. There's no way to clean it up. Thank you, ego. Is a misunderstanding it. You know what? Now now it's now thinking about it, it's a little up now that I think about it, and oh, no, so so it. with that, it, it's game it. on. Friendships over. Uh, <laughs> for more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out Damn. at foxnewspodcast.com. Ron Simmons in the house, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, oh my goodness, yeah, hey, this has been the wise man again. Happy birthday to little evil ego, and um, yes. congratulations because as you know, Trevor beat me in '74. Aaron has oh, no. Aaron has been approved for his manager's license, and yep. Ari will be at a wrestling ring in a theater near hey, sometime soon. Somewhere. But hey, yeah, some, hey, yeah. hey, hey, writes itself. Bring back the Varsity Club, man. Bring it back. <laughs> hey, I'll manage it. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah, he'll manage it. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something. Hey, Varsity I'm, Club I'm, means I'm, something. I'm hey. Get myself in shape first, for God's sakes. So yeah, yeah, you need to. Cause we're, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the barrel-chested thing belongs to me and Trevor, and we ain't got room for one more. That's so, right. That's so. right. We're going to become body guys. Yeah. Don't, yeah. You, don't let it feel good. Don't let it Yeah. Hey, hey, take your time, man. I don't know, five, six years. We'll see you in the ring, kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Love you guys, man. Take care. Until we do this again, uh, enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.